Welcome back to the Three Crosses Podcast. My name is Danny Strange, and I will be your host as we walk through this Godspeed series together. Today, I'm joined by Deanne Rayberg, a woman who spent 20 years in the occult before stepping into Christianity and having the craziest year of her life. I'm excited for you to hear Deanne's story, and I'm really excited for you to hear Deanne's biblical worldview come through as she talks about a biblical foundation for spiritual warfare. Enjoy the podcast today. Welcome to the podcast. Thank you. This Thank you for having me. Is this your first ever podcast? This is my first ever podcast. How do you feel? I feel good. I feel good. I'm really glad to be here today. I am glad you're here. We're in a series called Godspeed on Sunday mornings. And this week we talked about a passage where the Apostle Paul had some encounters with demons. And so I I've been looking forward to this conversation with you because of a bit of your background we've talked about. Can you tell everyone what you spent 20 years of your life before Christianity doing? I I can. So for 20 years, I was a Wiccan woman. And um, in modern culture, um, people would have considered me a witch. So what is that? Like, I I feel like we all have these ideas from movies and black hats and cats and things. (laughs) What what? What did your life look like as a Wiccan? Not a lot different than my life looks like right now, believe it or not. Wow. The only difference is, is back when I was Wiccan, I didn't have Jesus, and today I do. So as a Wiccan woman, as a witch, um, a lot of people kind of get very caught up into supernatural and, oh, this is the occult, and you know, great power somewhere. And, you know, we are created in God's image, and we all have gifts and stuff, and so I believe that... Those gifts can be used good or bad. And as a Wiccan woman, I was an everyday person. I adopted four kids. I lived my life. I worked. I gave back to the community. Um, the only difference was is that I did not believe that there was one God only. And I believed in Jesus, but I did not believe he was God's son. Wow. And so in terms of the the classic things we think about, we think about tarot card readings, we mm-hmm. think about uh, witchcraft spells, those types mm-hmm. of things. Did you engage with any of that? I did. I did. So um, just like people have their own spiritual gifts, believe it or not, again, I want to really point out that we are created in God's image. So those gifts are in us, and those gifts can be used outside of God's realm. Um, if we look in the Bible, you'll see that there was astrologers that saw the star and there was other astrologers that were actually banned from even using that because they were out of god's scope and so um yeah um my one of my gifts were i used um not so much tarot but i used what um, they call the runes and they were stones i like stones my husband calls me the rock girl because (laughs) i collect every rock And so I found these little stones that had symbols, runes, and um, I connected very quickly with them. And I did use one tarot card. It was called the Mother Peace Tarot. And those, those actually served me very well. As I grew in what my faith was, I became very strong in that, and I became very strong to what people observed of me. When you when you talk about using runes or using a tarot card, what does that mean? It means that you're inst- it's almost like a prayer. So where a Christian would go and and pray and connect with God, we are connecting with what we would call the universe or other gods. Wiccans believe that there's many gods. And so um, a lot of people might connect to one certain god. I was more kind of earthy. The the funny thing about Wiccan that's very 
deceiving is that it kind of makes you feel like, oh, you can connect with anything because we're all a part of it. So, you know, I would be like, well, I kind of came from a really bad God experience. And so I was like, well, I'm going to leave him out and I'm just going to connect with myself, (laughs) with the earth, with the universe. The thing is, the enemy is very crafty because I became very good at my craft. So just like someone who does a job, the more you use them, the more you connect with them. And I became extremely powerful in that area. And what does it look like to be good at that? Or like what is... Well, I believe as a Christian woman, I have the gift of discernment. Um, You know, even as a kid, and we've kind of talked about Mm -hmm. a little bit where, you know, I just kind of could pick up on emotions and stuff. So when I connected to those things to help other people, it would just kind of come through. And now today as a Christian woman, I will tell you that I believe that there is (laughs) just like angels surround me. I think there was a lot of demons helping me connect to that. But I just couldn't see it at the time. And can you help us understand, like, so somebody, would someone come to you? Yeah, I had a lot of people who would come to me. So I'd have people who would come and say, hey, you know, I had a fight with my husband. Can you know, can, can you just see where we're going? And so, you know, it wasn't like I could tell them, like, oh, you know, this is what he's going to do. But I could connect and I could see the feelings. And, and in a lot of ways, I helped. You know, so very deceiving. I thought I was helping somebody. You know, we would connect. We would talk about feelings. You know, I could say, hey, you know, I think there's someone else in the picture. Funny thing is that would come out a lot. So I kind of had this ability to see beyond me. And I never really saw myself as getting kind of like carried away. I just kind of felt natural of who I was. So I was tapping into something that I always had as a little girl and I was just using it to help people. And so, and a lot of times, I think from a Christian perspective, we look at those types of things like parlor tricks and card tricks and just kind of like smoke screens telling people what they want to hear. But it seems like you believe that there was actually a a real demonic thing attached to that. Well, I didn't believe in, well, the, the worst thing that um, it's funny when I look back as a Christian woman now is most Wiccans, most true Wiccans do not even believe in a devil. We believe in the yin and the yang, karma. People do things their self. We all possess good and evil. Mm -hmm. So we don't believe that a big, you know, bad guy with horns is making you do bad things. And to me, that's the biggest deception of all because I did not believe in that. I believed people made choices and from those choices, they had consequences. And so that's how I lived my life. I tried to be a good person. Um, Like I said, I adopted four kids. I worked with developmentally disabled adults. I was not a bad person. This was my religion. Mm -hmm. Just like a Buddhist or a Muslim, this was my religion. This is the way I lived my life. And so now you're looking back and you're a Christian and you realize you were deceived on one hand because you didn't know Jesus. And so you were missing something, the most important thing of all. But we've also talked about you look back and feel like you were deceived because it wasn't like like you're saying there was an actual devil involved in that. Oh, there definitely. Is actually spiritual I look back in now. Well, and some this is really important. What a lot of people don't understand is that the Bible says that the only way to God is through Jesus Christ. That's mm-hmm. the new covenant. Yep. Okay, so you know, in any religion that doesn't have Jesus, think about it this way: the enemy's really crafty because he's already got you. 
So the Bible says that in order to be saved, we have to believe that Jesus came to earth as a man. He died for our sin. He's God's son. He was invariably God. And that he is the only way. That's a new covenant, mm -hmm. right? So as a Wiccan woman, I didn't believe those things. I had a good life. I had a good life, and I loved people, and I honored the earth, and I honored myself and, and my family. But the reality was is I was already dead in the water. I didn't have those things. So if I would have died as a Wiccan, Wiccan woman, I would have been just gone. I would have been separated from God for eternity. Mm. So there, you know, and so that's the craftiness of the enemy is that, you know, there was nothing major happening. It's just that I was not saved. Yeah. And so you've said before that the, the whole issue in that is, in a sense, you thought you were good. And so the enemy didn't have to deal with you. He didn't have to do anything. I was already, yeah, he just let me live my life, you oh. know, and, and that's the saddest thing as well is looking at at it now as a Christian woman is that there's so many good people out there just living their life mm -hmm. and yet they're lost and and there's no big bad guy with horns running after them you mm -hmm. know with a pitchfork they're just living their lives and they're already deceived they're blinded mm -hmm. and they're already dead in their tracks you know so that's the saddest thing for me is that you know if you don't have Jesus then it really doesn't matter what you're doing yeah so one thing that I, perspective that you've brought to your Christian faith that's really fascinating to me is coming from this background of a Wiccan religion where there's spiritual forces and tarot readings mm -hmm. and runes and all those things, and now you're stepping into Christianity. We've got this construct in the scriptures about demons and angels and and all these spiritual forces in in ours. And what what? Is your perspective as now you step onto this side of Christianity of all that stuff out there? Do you feel like that's happening? Are there spiritual forces in our world? Well, we've talked about this a lot. I think one of the most dangerous things that a Christian doesn't realize is that the moment you say yes to Jesus, you've just stepped into a spiritual battle. Mm -hmm. Paul says, we do not wrestle against flesh and blood, but we wrestle against principalities, spirits, demons. And that's what he's talking about, things that are in the heavenly realms. You know, The Bible says that when Satan was cast down to earth, he took a third of the angels with them. Those are demons, mm -hmm. and they exist, and there is a war going on. And as a Christian, we step into it the moment we say yes. That's so interesting that you lived in this place where, on one hand, you're saying, well, that those were the doctrines of demons, this witchcraft and Wiccan religion, all that, but it just felt pretty plain. Now it's you step into Christianity, and now you're in the real spiritual war because now you've made the enemy angry. And and the funny thing is, is that the devil I didn't believe in, the moment I said yes to Jesus, I, I have often told people this, that for the first year of my life in Christianity, from coming to this church and just living my day-to-day -day life, let me tell you, the enemy that I thought didn't exist made it very poignant every day that he existed and he shook everything I loved and held dear to the core. Can you give us an example? So I'm sure an example is, is that I was in a relationship that was a really good relationship. The moment I became a Christian, that relationship not only unraveled, but this person that I really cared about in the end became very demonic and possessed himself. The job I worked at for 20 years, all of a sudden my boss quit and 
they came at me like a vengeance because I was her assistant. Um, my son was dealing with seizures and sickness. Everything I loved started to shake. And it was because for me, and, and I, as I look back, that was the hardest year of my life. You were involved, so you kind of know. You walked with me. But um, what a lot of people don't realize is as I look back now, it was I depended on myself for 20 years. And I really believe that not only was God embracing me when I was going through that, but he was also teaching me that my place in the kingdom was to be very aware of spiritual battles. Mm -hmm. We all have a position in the kingdom of God. And I believe as a Wiccan woman, God, when I was brought into Christianity, now said, now you will be able to see the enemy for who he is mm -hmm. <clears throat> and pass that on. So, you, so the irony is you existed in this religion before mm -hmm. where there was all this spiritual force stuff going on, but it felt really it felt, mundane. It felt normal. And then it almost seems like you step into Christianity and now it all breaks loose. My eyes were completely open. It was like that scripture that says the veil is lifted. All of a sudden it was like, oh my goodness, I just, I can't believe what I'm seeing because... And it didn't happen overnight. You know, some people go, oh, I had a Jesus moment and everything changed. That was not the way it worked for me. I had theologies, things that were core in me that I had to let go of. And it was almost like God was tearing down every one of those lies. Start, and, and, you know, and it's funny because the tarot cards and the runes were the last things to go. Those were kind of a go-to when your world's shaking. Well, I didn't even know how to pray to God. So I started praying to God, but I was still very much a Wiccan woman in the beginning. And God just started really changing my heart and breaking me down. And as he did that, the enemy stepped up the battle. Mm -hmm. Because, it, you know, there were many times where I heard that voice it's funny, I never ever hated the word witch until I became a Christian because everybody I loved all of a sudden were saying things like, oh, you're still a witch. You're still doing this. You're still a witch. And yet I was sitting there and in my heart and soul, I knew I was a Christian woman. Mm. And so God just kept breaking my heart and just showing me like, this is not the way. This isn't the way to get to me. It's through my son. And yet... It was a real hard year. <laughs> it was a real hard year. <laughs> it was a real hard year. What, when do you remember what it felt like when you first saw demonic activity for what it truly was? I do. Um, one of the worst demonic activities I ever saw was at the end of my marriage. And um, that's a long story. Yeah. But what I will tell you is that this person who proclaimed to be a Christian at the end of the day, when it was ending, the last day in the house, I can tell you that for one month, that person, I watched this person become engulfed by the enemy. Wow. The end of my marriage, the last day that person was there, I saw that person become fully possessed, fully possessed. There was no doubting it. He was fully possessed, talking in third person, growling, telling me to send my son out. He was going to kill him. And... I can only tell you that that was the most terrifying day of my life, and yet it was the most amazing thing to finally stand there and have my Lord and Savior take full command of my life because I had a choice that day. And what he was telling me is that 
you can do this the rest of your life. You can you can will things, you can work your will, or you can give your full life to me, including that person, and you can watch me be God because I'm your God. And what was the choice? Like what what would be the altern- alternate to doing? It was basically Christ? it was giving up my will. And that I think that's what God was really asking me to do. You know, for me, I lost a mom early. I'd been in this religion where you're taught to be self-powerful. In a way, you're the God. Mm -hmm. You know, you're willing things into your life. You're not depending on God. And I know that day he was saying, Deanne, I need you to depend on me today. I need you not only today to depend on me, but to actually depend on me for everything, including this. And so I was terrified that day. And I really thought, first of all, I thought I had actually killed him in the back room. And then when he came walking out, I was almost... Wait, 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 you have to tell us how... I don't want people to think he you tried to murder him. What, and, and, did... No, he had come in and he had been drinking and um, he had gone into the back room. And when I went into the back room, he turned around and he lunged at me and I pushed him away from me. But he was drunk. And when he fell, he hit his head on the side of the dresser and, okay. and his eye just exploded. Well, he fell. And I honestly thought I had harmed him. And I came out, and I was in the living room, and I was actually calling the police to come. And then my husband came around the corner, and all I can tell you is that not only did the devil show up, but legions of his friends. And this man, he he had fallen into the kitchen, and then he got up in a way that no human would ever be able to get up. It was almost like a snake. And then he started lunging at me. And as I was on the phone, I just remember feeling the Spirit saying, now's the time to start praying. You're going to give this to me. And I started praying. And as he lunged towards me, the moment he would get close enough to where he could harm me, it was like a physical force was pushing him back. And that happened several times to the point where I could see in his eyes, he could not figure out why he could not get to me. And this was such a dramatic event that the person on 911 was screaming for me to get out of the house. My son was in the other room. All I kept hearing was the Holy Spirit saying, no, you are going to stand here and you are going to see my glory today. You are going to see who I am today. And so I stood there and I didn't do one thing. And as he came to me, I remember seeing as clear as day, just me as a little girl holding a teddy bear. And I heard God say, Dee, you could actually put this thing to bed today. And you'll do this the rest of your life. But what's going to happen is you'll have no life. He'll destroy you. He'll destroy your son because I can't be in this realm. This is outside of my realm. Or you can give him to me today, and you can learn to depend on me and and go through grief and, and learn to love yourself and learn to know that I am your God and that's all you need. You don't need anything but me. And I just remember... It was almost like he was that little teddy bear, and, and I gave him to, I gave that bear to him, and I said, "He's yours here." And the moment I did that, it was like he noticed something, and he ran out the door. And the next thing I knew, the police were there, and I actually only saw him one other time after that, wow. and I never saw him again. Wow! But I, like you but said, that's that a was longer the, story. <laughs> that was the worst demonic force I had ever seen. I had actually saw someone I love turn into a monster, 
And what was coming out of his mouth was absolutely demonic to the bone. Wow. <laughs> it was it was amazing and terrifying at the same time because you're sitting there going like, oh, you know, I've actually seen these in a couple shows and oh, it's in my living room, you wow. know? Wow. So. One of the things that, that has struck me through our conversations uh, over the time we've known each other is just the perspective that you bring in terms of spiritual warfare mm-hmm. into your Christian faith. You know, we've talked about the fact that a lot of a lot of people get really fired up about spiritual warfare. They want to go exercise demons out of people and cast them out all the time. Mm -hmm. And I don't see you doing that. Like, I feel like you've had this background in spiritual demonic activity. And yet you're a person who doesn't seem like you're, you know, the storm chaser running after those things. Can you tell us a little bit about your perspective? on Well, this is my perspective. I think we are all storm chasers in a way. We are all gifted by the Holy Spirit to do wonderful acts of giving and love, and even at times facing demonic or spiritual warfare, even when we don't realize it. I really want to go back to what Paul says. We don't battle against flesh and blood. When we're fighting with our spouse and terrible things are coming out, Mm -hmm. you can't blame everything on the devil, but you also have to be mindful that this is a person you love you said vows with, you don't want to hurt each other and you're there doing it. And so it's to be mindful that these things exist. Mm -hmm. But I am not a demon chaser, and I will (laughs) tell you why. And I did a little research, and, you know, I know people who go and they chase demons. But, you know, if we look in our Bible, which that is my compass and my guide, we will see that Jesus didn't give everybody the authority to go chase demons. Um, an example of that is when um, some people went out and they were trying to expel demons, and the demon turned around and said, hey, I know Jesus and I know Paul, but I don't know you. And he beat these guys up so bad that they actually came running out of the house naked and bleeding. You know, So my perspective is this, and I wanted to read something, and I, and I thought it was a really good verse. So I'm going to just find it. Find I'm going to find it because, you know, and <laughs> while you find it, I, I want to point out, I love the way that your worldview of these things is so saturated with mm-hmm. what the scriptures say. It's almost like, as we've talked, I feel like you look at the Bible and it's like you're discovering, oh, that's what that was. Oh, that's exactly. what that means. And so it's just fun that that, like you said, the compass, the This guide. is our compass, you know. So the way I live my life today is, you know, our heart, you know, Jesus said the heart is the most treacherous thing. And the reason for that is because we know people and love people who are doing things that they shouldn't be doing. Mm-hmm. But the thing is, is that we have to love the sinner, but we have to hate the sin because that sin is what's tearing them apart in mm-hmm. one way or another, and it leads to death. The devil is a roaring lion, mm-hmm. and he wants to destroy us. He isn't our friend. But I read something because I knew we were going to do this talk, and I love what this says. And it says, first, demons are dangerously powerful spirit beings, much stronger than we, who can cause the people they, they possess to do incredibly violent and uncontrollable things. I saw that firsthand. Um, the seven sons of Sceva? Yeah. 
The seven sons of Sceva obviously didn't have the proper respect for the demons. Second, demons recognize valid authority and they fear God. It's important not to note that the authority over demons belongs only to Jesus and to those to whom Jesus gives it to. The demon in Acts 19 says that it knows Jesus and Paul, one of Jesus' chosen apostles. It refused to recognize any other authority. The demon questions, who are you, is chilling. It implicates to the seven sons of Sceva and their total lack of authority. Third, demons cannot be cast out via a formula or a ritual. So here's the thing. You can't go running around going, in the name of Jesus, I cast you out. Sometimes I have seen good people thinking that they're doing something good when really their pride is in the way. Mm They think they're doing it. What this is saying is that Jesus does this. He works through us to do it. Whether it's in a prayer room and you're praying, whether it's feeding a homeless man that is possessed by seven spirits, it's Jesus working through us. And, you know, and there are total accounts in the Bible where even the apostles who were given the authority could not cast out a demon. So demons are fallen angels. They're smart and they're crafty. And I'm not saying that people don't have that ability. I believe they do. I believe all of us in some way at some point could have that ability. Just like the Holy Spirit said, hey, stand there and do nothing. That was a command from my Father, mm-hmm. via the Holy Spirit, I really truly believe that if I would have stepped over that line at that moment, my life would not be what it is today. So we need to listen. We need to be praying. If someone, if we feel someone is really in trouble like that, we need to be number one praying. I'd actually throw a fast in there maybe mm-hmm. and really get counsel from people because you know we are dealing with something that is supernatural. And I believe that exists. Now, I don't believe everybody is possessed, and I don't believe that the devil is behind every bad thing, but I also believe we have to have a healthy respect of who the enemy is. Mm-hmm. Even the archangel did nothing to Lucifer but said, the Lord rebuke you. If the angels know the respect, we also need to be respectful of what we're dealing with because those things can turn against us and it can cause havoc. And here's the thing. What about the people who might be struggling? It could cause havoc in them. It's a chain reaction. So I'm careful of what I do. I've seen it. I, I know I know how things work. So I just I always pray. I pray, you know, God, where where are you guiding me in this? Is it me you want to use to help this person or are you guiding me somewhere else? I just have a healthy respect. Mm-hmm. I don't think anybody should be a demon chaser. I think everybody <laughs> should be a prayer warrior. Yep. And, <laughs> so. I, and I love that about you. Just the, <laughs> so. I feel like your house that used to be a place where people would come and have these readings done and those kinds of things, like... Now you've got a prayer room. You've got a place I do. Where you I have a prayer room. So you don't go and battle demons. You go and seek out we the just, throne of God. We just, you know what? We just, I, I always say, let's just battle our own personal demons. <laughs> um, another thing, just to back up on that, you know, when I finally gave up the tarot and the runes, you know, it was over a year of being a Christian. And just one day the Holy Spirit convicted me and said, you know, you're ready. You're mm-hmm. ready. Mm-hmm. We can do this. And, and I can tell you that God's power is so much more powerful 
than anything I could have ever tapped into. And so to me, spiritual warfare, even though it seems scary, we watch a lot of stupid stuff we shouldn't be watching. The enemy's crafty. It starts in the mind first. And a lot of times it isn't as diabolical as everybody wants it to be or thinks it should be. Spiritual warfare could be someone walking down a street and someone gives them a weird look and they just feel weird about themselves. And all of a sudden they're going like, did that person think I was weird? What's going on with me? And all of a sudden you're taking yourself out all on your own. The enemy's crafty. He'll let you do the job. Look at drug addiction, everything else. Don't think those people aren't battling a spiritual warfare. The problem is, is they're losing it. Because they're lost. That's where we step in. And what do you mean when we step in? That means that we can walk with these people. We can pray for these people. We can be a light and show us and show them who Jesus is because he's the one that battles the demons. He's Mm -hmm. the ones that cast them out. We have people possessed right down the street. Mm -hmm. Ask any drug addict. Ask them, do you want to be this person today? They'll tell you they're battling something. We are not going to change that. God changes that. And that actually is in every AA room or Al-Anon room. So I just think people need to be more aware of what spiritual warfare is. Yeah. And I I love, again, I love your perspective of it's real and yet it's powerful and yet our God is more powerful and our job is primarily to connect with him. Exactly. Not to go out and chase And then let him do it. You know, who knows? One day you might be used in that situation. Who knows? But I think every day we battle spiritual warfare. You know, we do it because we are Christians. We tell people about Jesus and we're a light. And that's what we need to be. (laughs) So you've got this really unique vantage point where you spent 20 years in the Wiccan religion and now you're a Christian. So you've got this biblical worldview and apply that to all that. And so now you know how to navigate life this way. But I'm thinking about the people in our church who don't have 20 years of the Wiccan religion, have never thought about these things before. Mm -hmm. Someone like me even. What tips maybe or application would you have for someone like me of how do I live my life in light of, of what you see in this arena? Well, for me personally, if I had to give anybody advice, I would say, you know what, if you haven't turned to God lately, start trusting Him. Start opening up your Bible and start reading it. But most of all, start connecting with Him. God wants you to connect with Him. He wants you to pray to Him. And, you know, it doesn't have to be on your knees, face down. You can talk to God just so just like we're talking. And people who are struggling with spiritual warfare, whether it's through addiction or the occult, here's the reality. James says, resist the devil and he will flee. When Jesus was in the desert for 40 days, two points that people need to remember. Number one, the devil was quoting scripture. He was mixing a lie with a truth. Number two, Jesus would tell him what that scripture really meant, and he would put him in his place. And at the end, he told him to get away from him. The best thing a young one can ever do, because the occult speaks to young ones, is don't ever pick up those things. Your God is the most powerful thing. You want supernatural? Read this Bible. (laughs) Pray to your God. He's supernatural. Once you pick it up, they look harmless, but the devil's crafty, and he doesn't run around like a boogeyman. The Bible says he comes as an angel of light. So before you get the monkey on your back, I always tell my kids this. You know, nobody wakes up and says, I want to ruin my life today. I want to ruin somebody else's life today. You know, 
really follow this Bible, you know, connect with people in a church, connect to church, and come to the prayer rooms, you know, connect with people here, because we need each other. We need each other. We cannot be the one sheep away from the 99. We have to be with the whole hundred. Well, thank you so much for joining us today. I appreciate your perspective, but also just your openness to share with us some of the things in your life that are probably not too exciting to talk about. So thank you for sharing all that with us and encouraging us today. Well, thank you for inviting me. And you know, I have to tell you, um, a few years ago, this might have been scary to talk about, but you know what? Everything that happened to me through that 20 years, I use as a testimony for God today and where He's brought me. So thank you for inviting me. Yes, yes, thank you. Thanks for joining us on the podcast today. I love talking to Deanne about spiritual warfare because I love the way that her biblical worldview gives her such a peace about the reality of the spiritual forces that exist in our world. Hopefully you were encouraged by our time with Deanne as well. If you haven't listened to the message from Sunday yet, grab that on the Three Crosses Sermons podcast and we'll see you back next week.